Hey, what's going on, everybody? You listen to Seggy Station. Just the man that has a nickname, was out to say with no shame. Monday, August 29, 2022. Hope all is well out there with everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Nick Segelin here. Been a while for me here on the podcast. Looking forward to being back today. Plenty to catch up on in the world of sports. Plenty to talk about when it comes to sports world, what's happening as we get football coming back. Still waiting to hear on some things happening in the NBA. And obviously MLB continues to get through their season, inching closer, closer to the playoffs as we just had the playoff in golf tour championship. Rory McIlroy claiming his third tour championship, the only golfer to do so. Endless headlines, endless stats, endless topics when it comes to the sports world. As I hasn't been here in about 14 days, been enjoying as much of the summer as I can as it's been a hot summer. A lot of people trying to stay cool drought season but we're inching closer and closer to fall hopefully we'll get some more rain starts cooling off and a lot of people dealing with some just unbelievable flooding fires just non-stop when it comes to scary things happening in the world obviously we can try and keep it retrospect when it comes to sports only like some of these sports shows try to do that's just been too hard for me to do with all the things I've been seeing, obviously, since COVID kind of blasted off and changed everything um, when it comes to things happening, not only in the sports landscape, society. Um, and it's just been a wild time, man. Wild time to be podcasting, talking sports. Obviously, a lot of crazy things happening in sports and a lot of great games and a lot of unbelievable action and headlines and topics and all these great things as the football season's coming back around got about 10 days till NFL football and still waiting for the NBA season the summer is definitely a depressing time for me with no NBA no NFL and not really a fan of the NFL preseason not really a fan of pro-ams sure we'll touch on some of that once Rich joins here momentarily looking forward to being back appreciate all the love and support for the podcast I am still here it is the Seggy Station you can always follow along on my Instagram or Twitter page at Seggy Station, and always got a live version of the podcast up on my Twitch stream. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. Follow along, check us out there. Appreciate all the love and support. Hope all my listeners and supporters and viewers or anything that you want to call yourselves are doing well. Appreciate all of you. Happy to be back. Should be a good show today. Plenty to touch up on. I'm excited to be here to do it. Enjoy it. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I had this older computer I was using, so it kind of helped out. And that thing shit the bed, so I had to take that out. I don't know, dude. I've just been doing a bunch of bunch of stuff around the house, cleaning up the yard, fucking cleaning up the house, working as much as I can. I don't know, like grown-up shit, bro. Like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, it'd be nice to come in here and pod and talk sports every day and just, like, talk and fucking, you know, whatever. But, like, I don't know. I got to get some shit done, too. It's like. I don't know, it's like a catch-22. I get it. That's probably, that's probably why guys, you know, well, that aren't uh, able to fucking work from home like you um, aren't wanting to come and do it as much with me anymore, which I get. You know, people are, like, getting busier, back and doing more shit that they weren't able to do before. Um, I don't know. Things are, things are like, so wild with 
so much happening not only in the sports world but just everywhere to me that it's just like tough to keep up with so it's like damn i kind of have to be doing this shit every day and then i don't know i mean when i do it good time good time to take good time to take some time off basically every podcast i listen to has been taking time off the last month it's like the dead time yeah the calm before nfl yeah nba news like hasn't really started yet like i guess a tiny bit the last few days but a lot of people I follow their podcasts have been off like the last like few weeks. Yeah, you make a good point with that. I've been seeing a lot of that and I'm like, oh well, you know, at least I'm doing what everyone else is doing. But yeah, no, dude, you're right. I mean the summertime for me, honestly, like I went and got my haircut uh Saturday you know, my barber's like, Damn, I haven't seen you post or do any podcasts. Like you still doing that shit? And I'm like, Oh yeah, bro, I'm still doing it. It's just like summertime's tough for me, no no NBA, no NFL, like I'm just talking about what baseball and and golf. Like, yeah, I love golf and like the whole thing going on with the live in the PGA tour right now is just funny to me, but yeah, I was watching the PGA, uh, uh, the tour championship this weekend. I saw Rory's comeback and like, I'm down with all that, but it's like watching some of the little league world series. Like now that that's over, like, it's like, damn. And now the football's starting, like kids are going back to school. Like that's the ramp up. Like, I don't know. It's just a lot, dude. It's fucking so much going on so much to keep up with and you're right then if you're fucking not really talking about just nba and nfl and that's not happening it's like all right what are you really gonna talk about but there is so much to talk about but i guess you gotta you're right you gotta take a break at some point so i guess that was my slight break that i was taking and now i'm kind of trying to get back at it a little bit here both having you coming through and solo and whatnot but like i said i've just been doing a bunch bunch around the house and bunch of done more shit this summer for myself bro than i've done since i was not working like 16 17 years old i mean just enjoyed the summer i mean it's been hot as hell it's been tough to keep the plants alive and tough to get out as much with the dog when it's fucking 100 degrees of the humidity but uh yeah it's been good i mean i've been feeling feeling a little bit better in general about where i'm at even though you know it's been fucking hard um but yeah, dude, I'm happy to be back and kind of talking some sports. There's uh, you know, a few things I wanted to touch on with you for sure. Um, a couple things we've obviously talked about, and then obviously with NFL cranking up, it's just fucking to me a great time. Like, kind of gets me out of that little lull period where I'm feeling down. And I've been watching definitely more baseball than I should because I've just been had nothing to bet on. Wow. But um, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how this uh, baseball playoffs like shakes out for sure. Um, once they finally get there, um, you know, the Yankees looking like one of the best teams and they slump for like 30 games. Like the Mets are a legitimate team. The Dodgers are like on pace for record wins and there's some other good teams in the league. So it should be a good playoff once they finally get there. Um, but yeah, the main thing I wanted to start with, and we'll start with some hoops for a second. Cause I did want to touch on this, but I just want to, I just need to throw this in there because like 10 minutes before I started the pod, I literally got a phone call and it said, it's like national trooper. It was like police. It was like police. I was like, what? I'm getting called by the police right now. I'm like, what is good? I'm not answering this. Right. So I didn't answer it. Like worst comes to worst. They're going to leave a voicemail or whatever. Like, and my brother's girlfriend's still here. So she's like, Oh, she's like, <laughs> She's like, dude, what happens if, like, something's happened to your brother or your dad? I'm like, what? I'm like, 
all right. So I called my dad because I knew my brother was down with my dad, actually. They're on the boat and like crabbing and shit. And I call my dad. Normally he wouldn't answer anyway, so I'd probably be bugging out. But I call him. My dad answers. I'm like, are you all right? He's like, yeah, what's up? I just saw my dad yesterday. Hung out with him for a little bit. Um, I was like, is Alex with you? Is Alex all right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. Like, I didn't even tell. He's like, yeah, are you good? I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, just wanted to make sure. And just, like, hung up the phone. Like, I didn't tell my dad that I was getting called by the cops. Then my brother's girlfriend goes, well, is Chu, or, or, is Chu and Rich? And I'm like, well, Rich is about to pop me. I think he's good. Like, if any of my friends are in trouble like they ain't calling me like what the fuck and even if they were like because they knew i'd probably pick up like they should have known that if i saw the cops calling i ain't picking up the fucking phone the the funniest shit the funniest shit to me rich is with all this shit going on in sports bro there's just like so many random life things that are happening i think that's why they like throw me off with the sports talk like bro my ac was the hottest summer it's been in a while my ac and my car fucking broke right so I had to get that shit fixed. I had to get that shit fixed. Literally a week later. I don't know if the guy fucked me or not, but like now my horn in my car ain't working. Right. And it's like, oh, I was telling my dad yesterday. He's like, oh, you don't need a horn. And it's like, you think about it. It's like, yeah, you don't really need a horn until the other day. Somebody was backing up literally into my car and I'm like jamming on my horn for God didn't work. And literally I had to like swerve into the parking places. Luckily no one was parked there or somebody would have literally backed into my car. And it's just shit like this that keeps on happening. And like all these other random things that I see. And yeah, I try and stay informed at all these life events happening and people fucking doing great things and people dying. I try and stay informed with all this shit. It's just a crazy, it's a crazy landscape right now, bro. It is absolutely wild landscape. And I think that's what's kind of thrown me off from all this stuff. I know that's a wild story to start off the pod. But I basically to tell you, hopefully while we're talking some sports today, the cops don't show up at my house. Because that's basically where I feel like I'm at right now. <laughs> could, have been a spam, could have been a spam call. Could have been calling about something happened like to a neighborhood or, in the, or to a neighbor or in the neighborhood. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, it is just, it is funny to me. It is funny to me. Like these funny things that I see. Araldis Chapman. Let me, I need to throw this in before I get into KD. Araldis Chapman. He has a, he's on the IL right now from a tattoo infection. I know you don't have any tattoos, Rich. Just got one on Friday. Listen, if you have a tattoo infection, that is the most embarrassing headline you can have as not only a sports player or just a random person. Because you want to know what that means, Rich? That means you literally don't clean it and don't take care of it. The only other explanation is the tattoo guy reusing a needle, which I'm sure he's not doing. So if you get a tattoo infection... You're literally like gross to a point where you're not even cleaning it. That's just embarrassing, bro. And that's just how I feel about the Yankee season right now. Embarrassing. Fucking just funny as shit to me. There's some just funny shit happening. I saw Carousel was in the Little League World Series. They lost to Hawaii, won their like fourth, and it's like third all time. Little League World Series was cool. But look, real quick, they won in four innings. That was the most mercy games I've ever seen. I've been seeing that in Little League most this season that I've been watching the Little League World Series for as long as I remember. Tons of mercy games this year. Some of these kids, them MLB is having some of these games that are going, I see 28 to 4 and all this shit. You can't have a mercy rule when you're playing 162 games and teams crushing, you know, 20 to nothing. It's 10 nothing in the first. It just stupidity to me. Stupidity to me. 
One other thing, I'm just rattling through a bunch of shit here. I'm talking to my dad yesterday. You've seen some of these college football lines. Everyone's like, oh yeah, college football is back. Week zero. Week zero is the dumbest fucking thing. Because you have no good games and you're watching college football and it's a fucking joke. You got 43 and a half lines and you're trying to bet the fucking games. It's like, what the fuck is that? Right? Then, on top of that, going into these games this week, bro, you got Alabama favored by 37 points. How do you bet these fucking games, dude? 37 points? Like, Len, I took a plus 100 on a bet on week zero in college football. Plus 100. Plus 43 and a half I was getting on a team. They covered the spread by like 25 points. So either, like, I'm just like, what? Like, how you got these spreads jacked up 50? Like, 50? You're giving a team 50, like, to cover in a football game? Like, if they can't do that, they shouldn't be on the field. College football is all out of fucking whack, bro. It's it's crazy to me. I'm just, I'm done with all this extra fucking BS with the sports, and I'm just really just hoping the Giants can do anything, but I'm just going to watch as much NFL as I can and, Really hoping the NBA is good. That's my rant for the day. Holy fuck. Yeah, I don't even know what, what week zero is. I don't want to know. I don't care about college football at all. If it was the only <laughs> sport on for a year, I probably wouldn't even watch a game or bet on a game. So I don't care at all about college football. Yeah. I also have, yeah, that's another thing, you know. I telling Duke the other day, I got to finally see Duke. I don't know if he's ever going to come by the pot. I've said this to you before. I literally, I don't have a legitimate gambling problem, but I have a gambling problem where I feel like I need to be gambling just like every day. Like it's not, it's not big. I'm betting okay, on a budget. On. Yeah, yes. There's, and everyone's like, oh, well, if you're betting on it, it's like, what? There's some, there's some problem there. If you're find yourself watching baseball and you don't enjoy it just because you bet on the game and you're like, well, I got to bet on the game, so now I got to watch baseball. Like, hey, if you're enjoying it, then it's working out. If you're just watching the game because you bet on it and you're betting because you need to bet on something, you should stop doing that. Yeah, see, this is why sometimes bringing you on my pod, it, like, it's it's fine. Honesty, it's it's great. No, realistically, um, it's like, Betting on baseball just sucks. I've been talking about this on the pod. Baseball is just, baseball is brutal. Yeah, I don't know. My shit's glitchy and skippy. I don't know. I'm going to have to reset the internet for next pod. All right, let's just keep it moving. Hopefully, everything keeps it mainstream, whatever. Um, Yeah, the biggest thing for me, uh, hoops-wise, and hopefully we'll touch on, you know, a little football. We'll talk some hoops. I want to kind of wave through the NBA. I've seen a lot of things happen in the NBA that I want to touch on with you. Um. God, Chet Holmgren. Uh, yeah, a lot of things here. So, but let me just start with KD because I thought that was, I thought that played out extremely interesting. Not only was I saying he was going to stay with the Nets, but I thought the Nets handled it the only way they could, which you ain't going to get rid of KD, especially after what we saw with the Rudy Gobert trade. Um, I just thought the way KD was acting that he wasn't going to just kind of crawl back to the team and like, be playing but at the same time you've kind of said it where it's like yo KD ain't gonna sit out I don't see KD just like retiring um even though I saw it up seen a bunch of reports on that I guess my main thing that I need to throw in on this whole KD thing is kind of how I've been feeling about the pod and covering sports too bro I can't talk about like rumors and like reports anymore because that to me is just fucking bs like is if Kevin Durant wants to go on fucking twitch 
or Instagram live and like say something about what's going on, that to me is better than fucking shams and woes and any of these best reporters that you can fucking put out there, put out things that to me happen like what? 10%, 25% of the time, 50% of the time sometimes. Sometimes it's never happening. It's just, there's so much shit where it's, so many rumors and reports and, oh, I've seen Russell Westbrook's about to get fucking clipped by the Lakers. Like, it's just like, dude, until it actually happens, I'm not going to talk about it. Like, I'm not going to come in here and talk about it anymore. Like, if Russ gets clipped by the Lakers, then we can do an emergency pod and, and debate about it. But I don't see that happening. And I didn't see KD getting fucking traded or getting moved from the Nets. And exactly that's how it's played out. I know it's probably a smart move by Joe Sy and the Brooklyn Nets and the NBA and player empowerment and all these things going forward with KD four years on his deal. I talked about all that. But interestingly enough for me, I'm excited, bro. And I think the Nets are going to be at least one of the best teams, if not the top team in the East. I really do. If Ben Simmons gets on the court, and I know we haven't seen much of Ben Simmons, I have no idea what's happening with Ben Simmons. But Kyrie's locked and loaded. Kyrie's going to play this year. And KD is back to the team. And as much as you are not on the Brooklyn Nets now, I don't know, because they lost James Harden, they're going to be better than Philly. They will 100% be better than Philly. TJ Warren, some of these other moves they make in with Nick Claxton in the lineup. I think I think Brooklyn's going to be better than Philly. I think James Harden's going to be real sorry. I mean, you're relying on Joel Embiid having a big-time year again, which I don't know what the dude has to do to win the MVP award. Um, but I don't see him winning again if he's going to play like he did last year, which... To me, wasn't off and still didn't get it. And the year before, I thought he should have won it, but he didn't play enough games. So, I do think the Brooklyn Nets are going to be good. It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out with Steve Nash and, and everything because of KD and what he was saying. But that's if he's coming back to the team, clearly he don't, he ha- has no problem because Steve Nash ain't fired and Sean Marks is still there. So, as much as I'm fired about up about this NFL season, I'll be pumped. I'll be watching all these games, bro. I can't wait for fucking NBA. And just real quick, just real quick, because after this, we're going to talk about Chet. I am so sick and tired and done with the NFL preseason, and I am so sick and tired of NBA players playing Pro-Am. What? I think it's stupid. Uh, okay. I think it's stupid to, to I'm gonna, be... I'm going to... No, I think, I think... I can't believe everyone's saying that. I think that's... I don't, not even the part I want to talk on. I can't believe people have a problem with the pro-am thing. Like, basketball players need to play basketball. Anyone who's ever played basketball, practicing is not the same thing as going against, like, a live game. Like, basketball players need to play basketball. You could keep someone from playing scrimmages the whole summer and keep them from pro-ams and everything, and they could go out and twist their ankle the first play of training camp. Like, shit can happen. Like, I don't, I don't agree with the, uh, like, someone got injured they shouldn't be doing this now and it's like well what happens when someone gets injured in training camp they shouldn't have been doing that what happens when someone gets injured playing 35 minutes in the first game yeah no shit dude can we get there can we get there nah nah see like to me nah i disagree with that because i get what you're saying you can still play basketball and not be playing in the pro-am it's one thing if you're lebron james and you're fucking 20 years in the league and you want to be playing in a pro-am go for it lebron not smart not smart in my opinion Right? And Chet Holmgren, a guy who's never been on second pick, never been on an NBA floor before. He's off playing against LeBron James in a pro-am. That's stupid. And if you're the Thunder, you're looking at like, bro, can you at least just train and, and practice with us? Why are you off playing no, in pro-ams and shit? Now, that's dumb to me. In the NFL preseason, same thing. 
You got guys that are getting hurt and missing games and not able to play and getting knocked out. It's like, what are you doing? Everyone's got a different motive. Like, it's stupid. You got some players that don't play the entire preseason and you got some players that'll play some of it and, and some at different speeds and you got some players who are trying to make the team so they're playing at full speed okay, okay. that's how dudes are getting yeah. hurt it's stupid it's the same thing as pro-am you got pro-am guys chet Holmgren out on it they're playing at full speed no, and neither no, is lebron james exactly. that's why they're getting hurt in my opinion it's bullshit go ahead i'm sorry you at least understand what i'm saying you said there's no problem with lebron doing it but i guarantee no, because there's no. You said there's no problem with LeBron doing it, but I guarantee you, if LeBron had got hurt in that game, everyone would have had a problem with LeBron doing it. And if Chet hadn't got hurt, everyone would have been like, "It's fine for young guys, but like LeBron shouldn't be out there." The problem is, we're all judging things on after the fact. None of us said this while it was happening, and now we all have a problem after the fact because he got hurt. Basketball players need to play basketball. Injuries are going to happen. He might be an injury-prone guy. He might never have a great M. Career, he might come back and be amazing. Like, shit's gonna happen. I, I, like, that's just how it is. I don't think we can do like the, oh, you shouldn't be playing competitive basketball games against competitive basketball players. Like, I'd agree with you if he was out there playing like fucking pickup ball with dudes who don't know what they're doing and who are gonna get him hurt. Like, he's playing against the same kind of guys he's gonna be playing against in the NBA, like NBA players and really elite basketball players. Like, I think that's good competition for him. Um, Listen. The rant thing. And people are always going to disagree on that. I just think, like, shit's going to happen when it's going to happen. And he got, he got really unlucky, and it sucks. That's but fine, dude. The Durant thing, kind of what we both expected. I mean, I, I didn't see I didn't see where he was going to go after DeAndre Ayton re-signed with the Suns because the Suns couldn't trade him. Suns are one of the one team, main teams he wanted to go to. He didn't have enough to get a deal done. Celtics seemed like the only other team who could make it work, and it seems like their best offer they were offering it came out was Jalen Brown, Derek White, and I think maybe there was a pick, or maybe it was just those two, which understandably isn't enough for Kevin Durant. So I get why it didn't happen. I think we were both on the same page. It wouldn't. I will not call them the best team in the East. There's, I still think the Bucks with a healthy Chris Middleton, as I think you do, probably beat the Celtics last year. The Celtics were a really good team. I think if the Bucs had Chris Middleton, they beat the Celtics last year. I think the Bucs are the best team in the East. I thought that most of last year. Um, it wouldn't shock me if the Nets were the one seed, because like we've talked about this many times on the podcast. Like The one seed is not, not always the best team. Like, uh, like LeBron James' team, will not that the Lakers are the best team anymore, but a LeBron James' team will rarely be the one seed, but will often be the best team in the league, because oftentimes the best teams don't necessarily go all out in the regular season so it wouldn't shock me if the bucks come in as like a two or three seed i think i'll be standing by all year that the bucks are the best team in the east almost no matter what happens but i see where you're coming from with the nets i think they're in the exact same tier as the 76ers um i'd probably put the celtics just above them right now so i'd probably slot the nets around like third or fourth right now um i could flip-flop them on either side of the 76ers there um I don't. Hopefully, James Harden's looking like how he was at the beginning of the Nets, but who knows? But I, I like their moves they uh, made, regardless with Melton, PJ Tucker, bringing some new guys um, in there for the team. But I, I think, I think the Nets have a chance this year, just as good a chance as anyone. I will not call them a better, better team than the Bucks right now, but yeah, Nets have a really good team. TJ Warren, as he said, Seth Curry, Joe Harris should be coming back. Like they have a really good team. So much of it just comes down to like how much faith does it, do you have in Ben Simmons? Like you or anyone out there? Because like, if you're going to be 
a finals team, a championship team, you need him locking up the other guy's best player, and you need him being functional on offense. Like, can he find a role next to Kyrie and Kevin Durant? We'll see. Can he return to being one of the best three defensive players in the league? I think most people would think so, but we'll see. It's been a while. I think Ben Simmons is the big question mark, but I get it. Having them as a favorite in the East, it would not be mine, but they're in that top three or four. All right. I need to respond to the fact that you literally <clears throat> must have misinterpreted my LeBron take where it's like, no, dude, I don't think LeBron should be playing in the Pro-Am either. I don't think any of those guys should be playing in the Pro-Am. Like, that just makes no sense to me. Like, bro, I don't I don't need to see those guys in the Pro-Am, like, when I'm watching them in the NBA. Like, and to me, if, you know, something happened LeBron in the Pro-Am, yeah, dude, you're not, you're going to be saying, you're going to be saying, dude, why is LeBron doing that? Like, nah, so just because he didn't get hurt, doesn't mean that it's like, oh, it's not an issue. Like, I, I think you those guys sh- should be practicing with the team and, and training with the team. And you want to scrimmage, you know, with the, the summer league and no, you do all is, that and you do the fucking whatever, the, the warm-up preseason, whatever. You do that. You don't fucking... Stop, what? Stop being, hold on. One second. One second. One second. One second. Remove yourself as a fan from the NBA and just put yourself in the basketball player's shoes. Like, these guys are NBA players because they love playing basketball and they're very good at it. It's one thing being on a team. It is not the same thing to scrimmage with your team every day, whether it's your high school team, anything we've played, a fucking college team, whatever. It's not the same thing to scrimmage with your team as it is to play live games against other people. The reason they are playing these games is, one, because they love basketball. They haven't played competitive basketball in months, and they also do it for the people in the area. They pack out these gyms that they get would never get to pay to see these guys in person. Oh, my God. I, I... I all right, really all right. Let me give you. Let me give you this. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Let me just give you a little. Let me just give you a little bit of this. We'll transfer out of the Nets talk into this for a second. You know, trying to put set my set my fandom aside. No, seriously. Like, if Chet Holmgren loves basketball so much, like, wouldn't he want to have an NBA season his rookie year and not be on the shelf the entire year with a Liz Frank? Like, to me, I get it. It could be a freak accident and things happen. That's happened to me. It happened to me in a fall league, and I missed my senior year of basketball. I'm not Shet Holmgren. But you know what I didn't try to do was miss my senior year of basketball. Like, nah. And that ended up biting me in the ass. And, like, obviously you can't just, like, oh, whatever. Like, you know, I'll just I'll just wait and have some of the season. Nah, like, the dude's fucking beat for the season. As a fan of the Thunder, you're looking at this upcoming season as, like, damn, bro. Here's another season. Now we got to wait to see Chet next year. Now we're probably not going to be as good, even though we weren't going to be that good this year anyways, but at least we would have had this dude on the court. Like, I don't know, man. It To me, like, that should mean a little bit more than playing in a fucking pro-am game to, like, show out for some fans. And, like, I don't know. That's just the way I look at that shit. Like, you made it to the league. I, I don't know. That's... It's not your... You're, you're looking at it... You're looking at it emotionally, I feel like, and I, that's how most people do, and I get that. It's like, fuck, he shouldn't have gotten hurt, and I didn't, I'm disappointed, too. I wanted to watch one of the top picks play this year, too. It's just like, yeah, but, like, top basketball players want to play basketball and are going to play basketball. Like, is it really that different if he got hurt in a week somewhere doing that same thing with the team? Like, shit happens. He was playing a basketball game. He got hurt. Like, I don't. 
I think we kind of like overread into things and we're like, ah, oh, oh, that could have been avoided. Like, yeah, in a perfect world, it would have been for sure. But I, I don't know. I think it's kind of like we can't we can't stop guys from doing the thing they're incredibly good at and trying to get better at it by doing it more, which is their jobs, like, uh, and something they enjoy doing. Like, I'd be doing if I was an NBA player, I guarantee you, I'd be playing in some program runs because. Even me right now, as someone who's not even that great at basketball, I enjoy playing basketball. So if I can play some basketball, fuck yeah. Like, if it was my job and I was doing it year-round and I was off for a few months, like, yeah, I'm going to try and play it a game or two, especially if I'm playing against, like, some of my peers, guys I'm not against every day. Like, I don't know. It just – I feel like most of us would be doing the same thing in those in their shoes, and there's not much you can do about it. I don't think it would be a good idea to be like, guys can't play in these. I doubt they're getting paid. On a better note. I doubt they're getting paid. What? No, they're not getting paid. They're doing it like... No, they're not getting paid. On a better note, good trade for the Jazz and the Lakers. Jazz were not going to have Patrick Beverly anyway. I don't think much of THT, but fuck it. You got rid of Patrick Beverly for a young guy who maybe could turn into something. Maybe it just wasn't going to work next to LeBron and kind of needs some like, space to do his own thing. Again, I'm not... Not super high on him, but other people are. Um, and for the Lakers, I mean, you got a guy who can shoot better than most of your roster, sadly, even though Patrick Beverly's not a shooter, and he could definitely defend better than most of your roster. I think it's kind of undervalued that they gave up Stanley Johnson. I guess Danny Ainge probably wanted him, but he was their only – not that he's some incredible player, but he was the Lakers' only, like, big defensive wing. He played pretty decently down the end of last year, so – that's a pretty valued thing in the NBA right now. I'm surprised the Lakers gave up Stanley Johnson. I, I guess Ainge wanted him. I would have tried to keep him. But regardless, I think it's a decent move for both sides. We'll see what happens with Westbrook. It seems like a lot of the reports are that people think there's already some Westbrook move like potentially made and that they don't think there's any chance Westbrook and Beverly play together. I don't know if that's true, but a lot of talk about Buddy Heald and Miles Turner for for Westbrook and two unprotected Lakers first. And I got to say, I'll pass it to you after this. If I'm the Pacers, I would do that because we've been hearing about my, I think Miles Turner is good. Buddy Hield's made, I saw some stuff the other day, like the most three pointers in the entire NBA out of the last five years of the whole put together, like Steph Curry and James Harden right behind them, but made more than both of them. Um, Buddy Hield's a great shooter. Miles Turner's, Miles Turner's a good big, but We've been hearing about Miles Turner trade for years, and they never happen. And I have to imagine that's because the right offer never comes along. A Lakers, two Lakers unprotected first round picks in 27 and 29, when LeBron James is almost definitely gone, and the Lakers could absolutely be in turmoil and just like one of the worst teams in the league because they have no assets and no picks. Like, that's pretty compelling to me if I'm the Pacers. Whether you want to play Westbrook for a year, whether you want to buy him out, whatever it is. I think I would take those two Lakers picks, even though Miles Turner and Buddy Heald are good players. I don't know what you're getting that's better than that. Like those could easily be two like top five type picks in the future years. So I would probably do the trade with the Pacers, and I think that'd be a great trade for the Lakers to get Turner and Buddy Heald. But that's the one thing I think a lot of people have been. I don't even know reporting, but talking about right now that Westbrook could be headed to Indiana, but whether that's to actually play or not is, I don't know. Yeah, I don't believe any of that shit. I honestly don't. I don't believe any of that shit that I see until, like I you told you, it happens. I think Westbrook's going to be on the Lakers this year. Yes, I do. I think Westbrook starts on the Lakers this season. Um, 
you know, this whole fucking, oh, you can't bring in Pat Beverly and have him on the same court as Russ, that's just dumb to me. Like, all this, that's just stupid to me. Like, yeah, they got some history. Pat Beverly, he's the type of player that... They actually hate each other. Yeah, they definitely hate each other. But that doesn't doesn't mean they they can't... They actually hate each other, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't mean that they can't play... I mean, I've worked with people that I hate. I've played basketball with people that I hate. Like, that's... What are you talking about? Like, you can... Like, it's, it, I don't see Russell Westbrook having many options unless he gets traded then. And what, he wants to go to fucking play in Indiana for his last year? Or get bought out and go play where? Where? Like, like I'm telling you, Russ is going to be out of the league if he don't figure it the fuck out. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be somewhat better. Like, the the hate on Russ is just bullshit to me. Um, Like, I think the, I think the Lakers will be good this year. And I think Russ will be a part of that. And to me, that's gonna have to have Anthony Davis healthy, LeBron healthy, right? You you make some moves this off season. Um, you know, hopefully Russ buys in a little bit. Like I I don't know. You got a new coach in there. Like to me, the the whole like oh you know, Russ has to get traded because they brought in Pat Beverly. I'm like this is the this is the fucking bullshit, bro. This is like it's dumb. <laughs> like. LeBron's out here saying he hopes Russ goes off. Well, whatever. Hope maybe it's for another team. Like I don't know. I don't know why LeBron would be saying that. So like it's just the same shit to me. You can't. There's so much shit out there, bro. Where it's just tough. It's just tough to even, you know. And I personally feel like Russ is gonna be on the Lakers. I do. I feel like Russ is gonna be on the Lakers. I don't think it's crazy to say he's gonna be on the Lakers. I think it's very possible that they don't pull off a trade for him. I. I, and I'd ask you, and I'd ask you this question too. Hold on, I want to ask you this question too. Like, if they actually made that trade, the uh, you think the Lakers would be better than they would it, than with Russ? You think just because of the Buddy Heald factor? Because I mean, I like Miles Turner, but like, what what is that going to do next to what? Seg. What? Both of those players on their own are better than Russell Westbrook right now. Both of those players on their own are better than Russell Westbrook right now. But that aside, this isn't this isn't rocket science. We all know what LeBron needs to succeed. He needs shooters and defenders around him. Buddy Heald is literally the by volume numbers the best three point shooter in the league of the last five years. I don't know his percentages, but he has a very high percentage three point shooter. Buddy Heald's a great three point shooter. Would be by five times the best three point shooter the Lakers have on their roster. They currently do not have a three-point shooter. You're kicking the ball out to Kendrick Nunn as he decides to play or Patrick Beverly. Like, that, that shit isn't going to work. They don't have a three-point shooter, and they don't have wing defenders. They're still not going to have wing defenders if they make this trade, but Miles Turner would be their starting center. He's a good defender, and he could stretch the floor. Davis would be at the four, LeBron at the three, Buddy Heald at the two, Patrick Beverly at the point guard. That is by far better than anything the Lakers have right now. Their bench would still be a problem. But the Lakers rolling out, if they don't make that trade, they'd be starting Beverly. Well, I can promise you that. I don't know if they'd be starting Russ alongside him. Maybe, maybe not. We'll say Beverly, Russ, Lonnie Walker, LeBron, AD, or Thomas Bryant. I don't – like, they don't They don't have shooters and they don't have defenders right now. Tom, Lonnie Walker isn't a shooter. I don't know why they used their mid-level exception on him. He's a – Young guy with some potential defender, and uh, I don't want to call him a defender. He's mainly a cutter, a slasher, but we'll see if he can do some defending and some shooting. Like the roster doesn't make sense right now. We've seen for so many years, LeBron needs shooters and defenders around him. They don't have shooters or defenders right now. 
Buddy Heald is a better shooter and a better defender than Ross right now. All right, yeah. So if they trade, yeah. So if they traded Ross for Buddy Heald and, and Miles Turner and some picks, you're telling me a Lakers Lakers are going to be contenders in the West or what? You still you do you think that's enough? That's what I'm asking you. I I don't. Do I think it's enough to give? Let me put it this way: If anyone bet on the Lakers to win the title with their roster as it's currently constructed, I would say you literally just pissed away whatever money you, you put on them. If this is the roster going forward, if they if someone bet on them with that as the roster, I'd be like, yeah, I guess fuck it, they got a shot. LeBron, AD, I wouldn't. I mean, shit, it's tough. Honestly, so much would yes, I'd give them a shot. So much would come to how their bench their bench would look because it's like what's Lonnie Walker doing for you is Kendrick Nunn healthy because like five starters isn't getting you there especially when you can assume injuries are going to happen to like one of LeBron AD Beverly someone all of them have had their injuries the last two years so like it it would really depend like do they get some guys stepping up from their their bench Reeves um any of those guys Thomas Bryant but I would give them a shot with that team I don't think I'd put them over the Warriors, Suns type of teams. I wouldn't put them over the Nuggets, wouldn't put them over the Mavericks, but I wouldn't say they can't beat those teams. As currently constructed, I would say they have no shot in the playoffs against those teams. (laughs) So I like the the trade for them. And also, I don't remember if we've talked since then, they just gave LeBron an extension. So yeah, we ha- yeah, which you told me they probably weren't going to do. I can almost guarantee if LeBron signed that deal. I can almost I can almost guarantee if LeBron signed that deal. He part of it was like you're trading those picks. If I resign this, you are trading those picks to get someone in here cuz he didn't just resign to like tag around for a few years on the Lakers and like break the all-time scoring record and like maybe make the play in, maybe make the playoffs kind of thing. Like, he wants to watch the trade. So, I think they're trading those picks for something. The Buddy Heald, Miles Turner stuff seems to be the most talked about, but if that doesn't work, I don't know if they go back to the Jazz for some more of their spare peaches and the Conley, Bogdanovich type stuff with those picks. I don't know if they go to the Knicks with some of their spare pieces. I don't know what they're going to do, but they're trading. I don't think no matter what happens, I guess I'll say this. Even if they keep Russ, which I don't think they have him when the season starts, but even if they do, they'll have a different roster than they have right now because they're going to trade those picks and bring in something. Like, there's no way LeBron re-signed and the only move was like, all right, we're going to trade for Patrick Beverly. Like, that helps. That They're better than they were before that, I think, but there's no way that was the only move. They're going to be doing trading those picks in the next few weeks for sure. Oh. I would think Russ is in with it because if you're going to bring back a good player on a good salary you have to send out a good player with a good salary russ is the only big salary they have on the roster that they can send out so unless they're trading for a really low paid guy and just throwing in a small contract with it in those picks then they could do that but usually you're trying trading for a decent sized contract or two like if they traded with the knicks if it was for like all right, give us a Fournier and Derrick Rose or something like that. Like, yeah, they'd have to throw in a Russ contract to make those contracts work. If it was the Jazz, if it was Bogdanovich and Conley, they'd have to have Russ contract to make those work. So I think Russ is going to get moved, but we'll see. Russ. Rich thinks Russ is going to get moved. All right. And if – because, 
they have to to bring back a big contract. And I, I think a team will he'll probably get bought out by whatever team he gets traded to. And I think a team would bring him in, but it would have to be with the expectation of like Russ, you're playing 20 minutes a night. Like, because any team that would bring him in isn't like to you're the missing piece. It would be more so like if you can be the seventh man and be our point guard and like, hey, when our guy misses time, like, yeah, you're the point guard, but most nights, 20 minutes a night, run the offense off the bench, like, we will bring you in to do that. But this cannot be the – I don't know who the team is that would bring him in to do, like, the Russell Westbrook role because he's good enough to make a really shitty team win a few more games, which a really shitty team doesn't want. But he's not good enough to make a really good team win more games, so I don't think a really good team is going to sign him. So I think he's in this weird zone of, like, you got to accept – what Melo went through a few years ago. Like, you got to accept the step back in your career right now. You have to be the guy off the bench for us. You could still be, like, a sixth, seventh man on a team and a very important part of a good team, maybe. But, like, you can't be the starting point guard of a very good team in the NBA right now. All right. That's my take on it. I'm, I'm excited to see how this one plays out. I'll be I'll be really upset if he's just out of the league. Like if this if he's traded and it's over, because that means like, and I get it. It doesn't work for some guys. That means like he's just not taking that lesser role, kind of like what Allen Iverson went through. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Like that sucks because like it's not like he had, it's not like he doesn't have anything left to give. It's just like like you need. It's like that mental switch of like you still operate like you're one of the best guys in the NBA and rightfully so because you have been for so long and you've always been the best. Like. But you kind of need to see it from a different lens and be like, so many other guys out there on the teams I'm on like need the ball in their hand or and are a little more productive with the ball in their hand. Yeah, I think you're slipping into the Russ hate tunnel, but that's fine. You could you can just go down that way. It's no problem. I don't think anything I just said <clears throat> was hating. So like, so if you're if you find that as hate, that means you think he could still be the point guard on like a championship level team uh he will be if he's on the lakers yeah i think the lakers i think the lakers regardless of what no he won't he's not their point guard right now they just brought in they just brought in patrick beverly like he's not he is not their starting point guard right now. They just brought, unless Patrick Beverly's running the two next to Russ, which I don't think is happening. Like they just brought in Patrick Beverly, who is the th- things LeBron needs around him, defending and some shooting better than Westbrook at least. Like he's a decent shooter. Um, he's not. He's not like we we've seen this. He's not. If Russ were going to be the starting point guard on a championship team, the pieces around him would need to be, be like perfectly placed around him. Like okay, like here's. Here's your buddy healed. We got the perfect shooter. Now we're going to get like a perfect big in here for oh you. My now you God. got Bam out of bio. Right, <laughs> Jesus fucking thing. Christ, like, bro. It's not, it's not, it's, there's no team in the league as it's constructed right now where Russell Westbrook is the point guard and they're better off than they'd be without him as the starting point guard. Again, that's not saying he can't be on a roster. He can be the backup point guard, the back, first guard off the bench on a lot of rosters, but. I don't think there's any team that's better with him as their point guard than they are in their current situation right that's now. That's just the crazy. That are like the, yeah, maybe. Which, which one is it then? Who is it? Like, that's just a crazy statement to me. I think Russ on the Sixers would be better than James Harden. Yeah, absolutely. 
say. First off, it's Maxi and Harden. He, there's no way he's better than Maxi. He's definitely not better than Harden. Like, you, you need to, like, I know you love Russ, and it's like, oh, he doesn't do the things that teams need right now. A guy is not – I can't believe we're doing this again. A guy is not guarding him when he's on the court. So he's driving into – No shit, dude. People that are waiting for him, and he's got one of the lowest – last year he had one of – he had one of the lowest finishing percentages around the rim. So his main thing he's good at is finishing around the rim, and he was doing that poorly. He doesn't play defense. Guys don't guard him when he's from the three-point line. He doesn't shoot well. He's not He's not doing anything to make your team better. Like, even when James Harden's playing terribly last year, he's still facilitating, and people are still respecting him from the three-point line. So it's not just another defender guarding Embiid or guarding someone else. Like, Russ kind of hurts the teams he's playing with by not being able to shoot and defenders not having to respect him. It. It's unfortunate, but that's where we are. Like, that's the biggest detriment. It's not really a knock on Russ. If he came into this year. <laughs> 2011, when he was like, or whatever, whatever year, 11, 13, somewhere in there, when he was like shooting okay, none of this would be an issue. And I'd be like, you know what? Shit. Okay. Like, it's going to be okay because guys are now guarding Russ. He's making shots. Like, it's not going to be as bad as it was. If you are a guy who has the ball in his hands more often than he doesn't, and the defense doesn't have to guard you at the three-point line, you're a lot of high ability to your team in this league. Like, guys are too good to just let them sag off you and, like, guard your double up on your teammates. Like, that can't that can't be happening from your point guard. It's it's unfortunate. If he was shooting better, it wouldn't be an issue. It's not really in that much of a knock on Russ, I don't think. It's just a shooting thing. Any, any non-shooting, like, Ben, it's like a Ben Simmons thing a little bit. Ben Simmons does have one skill he does at a high level still right now. He's when he's playing, he's one of the best defenders in the league. So I think that's why he has a little more value than more value than a Russ does, and he's younger. It's not being able to shoot will kill you if you don't have one other thing you're dominating at. It's oh gonna be tough for him to find that secondary role. Like Melo, it might even been a little easier just because he can go like, okay, I'm just going to stand here and shoot. Yeah, I, I don't I, even think there's like much you can argue with that. I, I'm literally scrolling through the, M- the NBA. I personally, I personally yeah, feel like, like yeah, like so. Then why would you trade him? Then that's what I mean. R- R- Russ is gonna be on the Lakers. That's why he's stuck. What are you, they're gonna buy him out? Well, they're why just would gonna you trade him because if you can get Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, even if you, even if. I'm saying, why are you the, the if you're the Pacers, why are you trading that? Why are you trading for Russ? You're trading for the picks. You're trading for the Lakers' 27 and 29 unprotected picks because you're saying the Lakers are going to lose LeBron probably, maybe lose AD and be terrible in five years from now. You're not trading for Russ. Russ is just contract to make the trade work. They would probably buy him out. And that's why I'm saying it would come down to, like, are you willing to take a bench roll? And that's what would determine, like, what team he's getting signed by. If he's willing to take a bench roll, I think we could sit here and probably list 15 teams that – maybe are better with Russell Westbrook on the team than they are right now. But that's if he's willing to take the bench role. Like there's no team that's picking him up and being like, Russ, let's play 30 minutes. Like, yeah, if the magic wanted to, would they be a little better? Sure. But are the magic trying to be better right now? Probably not. If the Pistons wanted to pick him up, would they be a little better? Sure. But the Pistons aren't like, like trying to be a few games better right now. That's the issue. It's not it's the same thing. Like Melo ran into It's like, it's not that you're not one of the best 150 guys or whatever it is. It's just that the top, you're not one of the guys that one of the top teams feels like is taking him over the hump. And 
bottom teams aren't trying to contend right now. They don't need that exactly. So I'm scrolling through. I don't really see the team he would go to, but if he's willing to take a backup role scrolling through teams, it wouldn't shock me if he went to the Mavericks, if he went to the Suns, if he went, like literally I could list almost any single team in the league and it could be a backup role. And I'm like, okay, sure. The only reason I don't see it on the Lakers, yeah, he could play a backup role, is because the Lakers need to make a trade, and he's the only contract they have to trade. He could play a backup role on the Lakers, and it could work potentially, but I just think the Lakers need to make another trade, and he's probably going to be the one in it. Interesting. Yeah, I guess Russ is fucked. He's going to be out of the league real quick. Hopefully not, though. Like, I don't know. Like, if... I think it would be a pretty good gig. If I'm not saying this would happen, but if you if you're waived and the Phoenix Suns come up to you and like, keep in mind if you're waived, if you're bought out, you're getting that money like or like 75, 80 percent of that money from your contract. So he's still getting a shitload of money. If the Phoenix Suns come up to you and you're like, hey dude, what do you say? Twenty three minutes a night, minimum contract, but like, spell Chris Paul when he gets injured. Like help us out here, run the offense a little bit. Like you got an older team, like. You're going to be backing Chris Paul up, and you're not starting over Devin Booker, obviously, but you could be our first guard off the bench here and kind of be playing 20 to 25 minutes a night. Like, I think that's a pretty good gig. Like, I that's a great way to get your championship if you're Russell Westbrook and be maybe an active part of participating to it. Like, I don't, I don't think his career has to be over at all. Like, I'm not of the like, oh, he shouldn't be in the NBA camp. He just needs to like change his mind about what his role is going to be for an NBA team. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, I guess, dude, I guess he's gonna have to. Otherwise, he ain't gonna be playing. Say like Russell Westbrook walks away next year with a ring. Any team that has an injury-riddled point guard, I would be fine with them signing Russell Westbrook and think it's a great move. Suns wanted to sign him, perfect, love it. Jamal Murray coming back from injury. The Nuggets wanted to sign him. Jamal Murray's absolutely gonna miss some games. They're not gonna want to play him thirty-five minutes a night. Love it, bring him in there. Like, I think there are plenty of teams that. (sighs) could compete for a championship with Russell Westbrook playing minutes. Dallas Mavericks on their team, perfect. Love it. Run some offense. Luke is not out there. Whatever. Here, do your thing eight minutes a night. Play some backup guard with Luca. some of the game. Like, I don't know. I don't know if the Mavericks is the best one. But there's still a lot of ones where I think it could they could make it work. I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat went for him. I don't think that's the best one because they don't – they do have some shooting, but I don't know. Heat just always seems like a place for superstars, but – yeah, there are places where I could see it work. Would have said Clippers if they didn't just get John Wall, but that would be repetitive. Yeah. I'm just yeah, sad. I hope he's on, I hope he's on the team. I'm pretty I fucking sad, man. I am. Just year. a sad, sad dude. Sad, bro. Russ, Russ is just getting fucking... I think it's better... Nah, he's getting, better a bad, he's getting a bad fucking deal here, bro. for you who's a Russ fan if he's not. Nah, he no, got fucked. No, LeBron not. fucked it's, him over. It's, it's time to change. Ow. I'm telling you, he he. I don't, I don't think anyone fucked him over. Yeah, he's getting fucked over. It's fine. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's just probably. He's, I think he's straight. He's, fan, he he's straight. Like he'll be just fucking. I think as a Russ fan, the best thing for you is if he's not playing on the Lakers. I mean, nah. I want him with. I want him to show that he can still play, and I think it's going to be on the Lakers. That's what I want to see. 
One last hurrah, one last dance, baby. But it's not. It won't be. <laughs> it's gonna go bad. Like if I was a Russ fan, I'd be root. Like I'm not not a Russ fan, but if I was a Russ fan like you were, I would be rooting for him to be on another team because there's no way this ends well with him on the Lakers. There's just no way. There's just no way. There's no way. I I don't see, I don't see what it is. Zero way. It doesn't. Their team doesn't make sense. And like like. Again, maybe if he goes to if he goes to be a backup guard and they make some other trade somehow and bring in some shooters, like maybe, maybe, but the smallest maybe ever. But like, no, it's fine. I I still even with those trades, like I'd like the Suns roster and some other teams roster better. I'd rather be not that I know he'd get there, but I'd rather be a backup guard on one of those teams. Hmm. Is it really that? Like he's what? What did he play like? He got benched in some games last year. What did he play? Maybe like 30 minutes a night. Maybe it was more than that because uh, AD and LeBron missed so many games. But is it really that big of a deal to drop back eight minutes a night and just be on a team that, like, wants you there and that you're actually, like, contributing towards? Like, I feel like that would be better. I don't think it's that big of a deal to be like, okay, I'm not starting, which I don't know if he is for the Lakers anyway, and – I'm going to play a few less minutes, but still get like 20 minutes a night. Okay, he played 32 minutes a night last year, 32 and a half. Like, hey, dude, you got to take like nine less minutes. You're going to come off the bench, but we actually want you here and you're going to contribute towards something. I, I think that's a better deal, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't see him doing that. He's out of the league before he does that. And I wouldn't do that either. Dude, average 18, 9, and 9. Nah, it's just garbage, bro. Like, you're you're trying to tell me. No, seriously. Like, you're telling me right now. You're telling me right now. You're telling me right now, straight up. You, you think Patrick Beverly is better than Russell Westbrook? You got Patrick Beverly better than Russell Westbrook. Everyone who watches NBA... Yes. No. It's not a one-on-one competition. <laughs> if you're holding a one-on-one tournament, no, seg, like it's no, 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 no. No, I'm not talking one-on-one. I'm talking, I'm talking NBA player. You're, you're telling me Pat Beverly is better than Russell Westbrook, NBA player. Okay. What? Yes. Yes. For me, what? Russell Westbrook is better at than Patrick Beverly that helps your team. Oh my fucking god, dude. And I like Patrick Beverly. I do. Like I I like Patrick Beverly. His grit, his grind, his fucking, you know, you know, I I suck at offense, so I have to like fly around and be a tangent on defense to be in the NBA. I like that. But you're you're telling me that's better than Russell Westbrook. That's fucking pathetic, Rich. What what are the most important no Come on, you got to think about this log- logically. What are the most important roles that a role player can have in the NBA? What are the most because Russell Westbrook isn't a star player right now? No, he's uh, not. Uh, but but he's game. better passer. So he's by far a better passer. So by far a better rebounder. Yeah, his defense is not like as snidey as fucking. What? Yeah, I think is bad. The best the best roles you can have as a role player are defense. And shooting. Patrick Beverly is far and away better than Russell Westbrook in defense or shooting. You do not need Russell Westbrook 
to be your creator on a LeBron James-led team. And if you have Patrick Beverly as a secondary ball handler, you're going to be okay. If you ever got Buddy Field in as another creator, you're going to be okay. Like, you don't need Russell Westbrook's creating. Russell Westbrook is a great rebounder, but, like, you're going to be fine if you have Thomas Bryant, LeBron, Anthony Davis. You're not like, oh, my God, where are we? Oh God, those seven rebounds he was <laughs> Yo, you're just he's a great rebounder. He is. Yo, alright, so you're just you're doing the same shit where it's like, alright, well Pat Bev just fits better with the team. But no, you still you still look at me in my face and tell me you think Pat Beverly is a better NBA player right now than Russell Westbrook. Right now. That's what you're telling me. If if Patrick Beverly and uh Russell Westbrook were both free agents right now, Patrick Beverly would get about 20 calls from contending teams. And Russell Westbrook <laughs> wouldn't get a call until Patrick Beverly was signed because he fits. That's not a joke. Any Anyone would tell you the same thing that follows the NBA. Like, he fits roles that teams need. You don't sign a backup okay. guard or, like, a fifth starter option guard to be a rebounder and a leader <sighs> if you already have guys who can do those skills. You sign someone for defense and shooting. That's what you sign role players for in today's NBA. That's not like a... Tyus, you want me to keep going? I'd rather Tyus Jones would get signed before Russell Westbrook right now by a mile. He got signed this offseason. Like, guys, it sounds crazy, but those are the guys that would get signed before Russell Westbrook because they fill roles. No one wants their seventh or sixth best player to be, like, the lead ball handler and a rebounder. Like, that's not those. That's not the roles they want them to fill. That's why he's having a tough time here. It's not – I don't think that's a crazy statement at all. His basketball talent – is probably is greater than Russell is greater than Patrick Beverly's, but his skills are not what a team needs to win. Like if you're like Patrick Beverly or Russell Westbrook, your number one option for this team, who's going to win more games? Like, okay, shit, the team with Russell Westbrook is their number one option will win more games than the teams with Patrick Beverly is their number one option. Yeah, I'll agree with you there, but that, that's not they're not number one or number two or number three options right now. They're fitting a role, and Patrick Beverly is much much better at that. Than Russell Westbrook at this point. That that's all, all it is. All right. I guess I guess we're gonna have to agree to disagree on that one. I cannot fucking believe you think that. <laughs> you but you just keep saying you can't believe it. There's no. I don't think there's a real argument back. Like, yeah. Well, the argument I, is I we've already talked about it like five really times. Like, it, it just depends on the role and, like, the fit. It's, it's, you're just yeah. you're just acting yeah, like... but, like, any team in the league, no team. I personally just think Russ isn't even getting a chance. He's not even getting a chance. Because you're telling me he, he can't... What do you mean? He, he can't... Chance on... I think I think he's got a bad he's got a bad fucking look like realistically like if you can keep I think if Russ stays on the Lakers yeah, this year shot, it'll be different. He shot 20, 29%. Yeah, dude, he shot shit. Okay, that's fine. Okay, this is what can't be different. These are these are these are his last five years in. No, it's not. It's not. But that's the thing. It's not fine. These are his last five years in the NBA. Twenty nine percent, twenty nine percent, twenty six percent, thirty one percent, twenty nine percent from three you can't you can't be doing that as the lead ball handler defenses aren't going to respect you like they're not going to guard you and that makes it a problem for the rest of the team 
the whole rest of the team has to work harder because there's one guy standing back, not guarding you. You're getting baited into threes and missing them most of the time, or you're having to drive into more people defending you. That's not, that's the main problem. It's there's, I don't, there's not much arguing that he gets blown by on defense a lot. He's been a very poor defender for a while now. He used to get like great steals numbers. He'll still get okay steals numbers because he's like quick and agile. Hey bro. You got you got Russ not on the Lakers. You got Russ not on the Lakers for opening night, obviously. Uh, my prediction would be no. I'm not. It's not like there's no shot he is. My I would say like seventy five percent chance he's not. Twenty five percent chance he is. I don't think he's starting for the. I'd say a hundred percent chance he's not starting for the Lakers on opening night. All right. He might be on the roster. He might be playing. There's, I don't think there's any way he's starting on opening night. All right, we'll get back to that one. All right, so do you, what do what do we uh our draft? When is that? Next Wednesday, right? Uh, oh no, wait, I it's Tuesday, but I guess I could be wrong. Wednesday. Uh, nine days. So yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday at seven fifteen. Wednesday at seven fifteen. Damn. Football's literally the next night. Yeah, I know. Time's zipping on by. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna have trouble doing my drafts, it looks like. That'll be interesting. Why? Cause I'm pretty sure I usually yeah I usually work Wednesday that week. I don't know if I'm working during the day or night. I might have to try and switch it. I'll figure it out. I might try and come. I might try and come to Killingworth for the draft, but I'm not totally sure yet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hyped for first game and being able to watch and bet on football. That's for sure. I'm getting sick of baseball. I'm getting sick of all this other shit. And I'm just waiting for the NBA to roll around. Saw the schedule dropping out. So, yeah, I'm pumped for that. And we'll see how things shake out for Russ. Yeah, just pumped to get some sports back here. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the draft, see how I do this year. Um, I'll hit you up and see what the fuck's good. I don't know when I'll be yeah. back potting or whatnot. Yeah, if you're home this week, let me know. Gotta give that internet a reset, too. Yeah, my shit's been right. wanky. Will do, brother. Good talking. All right, see you, dude. Peace. Peace, bro. Yeah, my internet's been whack. I don't know what the fuck's going on. My pod's been shaky since I lost my handy-dandy uh, old-school, I don't know, 25-year-old desktop. <laughs> yeah, things have been tough, man. It's been tough for a lot of people, so it's hard to complain. You know, it's just... Keep on moving, you know, time just zips on by and people keep on making their moves and doing their thing and you, you got to do yours. So 
it's been a full summer for me, you know, just doing as much as I can and staying grounded and trying to stay as happy as I can. I mean, it's just endless stuff that I see that brings me down and trying to stay away from that and trying to keep all these good things, you know, in the right spot. Um, all this hard work that I'm doing around the house and whatnot and, you know, just seeing things kind of meticulate, uh, for people around me and people in my family, you know, friends and it's just a lot, man. The light, the whole thing with it is just so much. And, you know, you think of all kinds of things. I'm just thinking too much a lot of the time. And, uh, yeah, it's been hard to keep up with the sports, even though there hasn't been much, like Rich is saying, when it comes to NBA and NFL, which is my mainstream, but there's been plenty of other shit going on and plenty of headlines and topics and rumors and all that shit. So there's plenty to talk about and it's kind of endless. And, you know, for me, it's just been hard to separate all that from other things that I see in here and I've just been kind of stuck right that right there and you know maybe it's taking a break because there's not as much NFL and NBA but I don't know coming in and giving my picks on games I'd rather just pick them myself and bet them you know it's just kind of is what it is um personal stuff you know everything I do here on this podcast is personal stuff um and I enjoy doing it I do have a lot of passion for it and it means a lot to myself and to you know my family that's really no longer here that I'm probably doing this but it's it's tough to kind of live that way it's tough to have to believe in that and continuously kind of push on. Um, it's exhausting and draining and all these things. You know, and at the end of the day, you could see people in town dying of cancer and dying at 30 years old and all these tragic things and floods and fires and shootings and all kinds of tragedies. You could be mauled by dogs as a UPS driver. I saw a woman in South Carolina got hit by a flying umbrella, died. Um, never mind car accidents, and it's just, it's just endless. You know, you got people being born and life and marriage and weddings and all good things too, and trying to keep up with that and budget and all that for. <laughs> You know, it's just so much, dude. And it's funny to me how everything kind of has to get plotted up and talked about and put at a certain level. And, you know, it's it's tough to monetize, you know, certain things like experiences and, you know, things that you buy because you want, but you probably don't need. Um and things that you enjoy, you know, it's, it's all personal, really, life, and this podcast, and anybody's, 
Instagram page and everyone's just fighting through that and grinding through that and I'm doing the same. I, I try and come in here and talk some sports and some things. But recently it's been less sports to me and more things where it's like, yeah, let's just wait until we get some sports back and see how things kind of shake out with some of these things we did talk about. And, you know, maybe Chewy will come back around and talk some MLB, but, but then the season might be over and it's like, the end of the day time goes by people are going to do what they want to do and people are going to say what they want to say that's why i originally started up the podcast and that's why i'm here doing the podcast usually um because i do have a lot to say i do have takes and conversational points and all these things that come out of me when it comes to sports and non-sports and life and all that um it's been good. I've been trying to meticulate more of trying to get some of that back in me where, you know, the outside noise, the what are people thinking? What are people saying? What are people doing? Can't affect what you're doing, particularly with a podcast, but anywhere else. And your life when it comes to social media, I think that's affected a lot of people, man. It's a very strange time when it comes to all these things that have kind of shaken out. I've seen all these bullshit, like quitting at work from the Gen Zs and all these like random things that come up on social media besides obviously topics and headlines and Things that I really use social media for, but it's really a different animal when it comes to not only your opinions and views and trying to have a business on there or whatever. Um, Makes people feel a lot of different things. And, you know, in general, I've been feeling a lot of different things really about not only my podcast, but myself looking around at not only society, but how things are just in general sports landscape and landscape of our country it's just an odd time for me wild time not only with everything that happened since covid but still kind of getting quote unquote getting back to normal out of that it's all very strange and weird to me there's a lot of things that you can joke about and there's a lot of things you can punt about and all these funny things and great things that happen and games and it's all good i mean i watch a lot of that um with all that wrapped up in as much as i feel like i'm repeating myself it's a lot of bad it's a lot of tragedy and it's not really repeating itself if it's happening you know to someone else and here all the time oh if it's not happening to me then You know, it don't matter, really, and that just is not a good way to look at it. And I think, you know, a lot of things that I see and hear, and it's got to be that. I mean, it's got to be some type of misunderstanding. Um, 
you know, it's tough, man. It's tough for all people. I get it. Uh, even listening to Tom Brady talking about, oh, there's a lot of shit going on out here. I'm 45 years old. You know, Tom Brady and all this shit. It's like, whatever, man. I get it. He's a human being, too. Everybody is a human being. Everyone's kind of going through it and doing their thing. And completely understandable and respect that to the fullest. Um, all this stuff that I see about loan forgiveness and all this BS on social media and viral and it's all fucking nonsense, man. It's all arguing on what a screen where no one's going to be able to really put a face to any of that. And you know, I think that's why I always kind of wanted to do the podcast where it's like, you ain't going to be arguing on, you know, social media. It's, you know, you come through, we can talk here on the podcast, you know, like Rich and I did today. You know, Rich is not in the camp that Russell Westbrook is anywhere near an NBA caliber starting point guard. And, you know, I couldn't disagree with him more, but I don't hate the dude for it. And now I'm about to go on his page today and go, yo, fuck you, man. You know, that's just a lot of crazy shit, man. It's a lot of wild shit. It's a lot of sad shit to me. I do what I can to try and keep myself up. I've been trying to be better about that. And, you know, I'll still be here doing the podcast when I can. I appreciate everybody that checks in and shows love to the podcast. means a lot to me. We'll see you all next time here on the Seggy Station. Sorry for the technical difficulties today. Hopefully I can get that cleaned up as well. Much love. Seggy Station.